Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And here's a tweet from Variety. Noah Centineo says he's currently reading A Little Life by Hanya Yanagara. I love that for him. Did you know that? He's a big reader. I actually did know he was a big reader because one time during like deep pandemic times when all the celebrities were doing Instagram lives. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember that. I'd like to forget that, but I remember it. One time he at one time i'm sure a few times but one time i caught him caught him i opened up an instagram live of his that was open to the public and he was just mm-hmm. reading a book like he was just reading a book aloud or quietly no just to himself quietly it was just a video of him quietly reading a book do you remember what book it was no was it the morning was it the evening do you remember no i blocked out everything else oh, you remember i'm sorry you remember day the time of day during that period when anything was <laughs> The morning, the, the the evening, the afternoon. He loves recommending books, and I feel like that Variety tweet went viral. But, you know, if you look back, he has a history of recommending books to random followers, recommending books and videos. Loves to read. Yeah, it went viral like it, everyone thought he was illiterate, but turns out the man can read. In a video that I think he made for BuzzFeed, he said that one time he went on a first date and they just read for three hours. That's so him. <laughs> That's so Noah. That's so Noah Centineo. The W Hotel residence side has a really cool rooftop, sweet pool, big W. She, she'd come over, uh, you know, late afternoon sometime close to sunset or just before. And I said, bring a book. And we traded. I gave her uh, Celestine Prophecy. And she gave me You Are the One by Coop Laxon. And we read for like three hours the number one thing on netflix is like a six-year-old denis villeneuve movie called prisoners which i've seen and it's good but it's also absolutely miserable like one of the most miserable theatrical experiences of my life and then like number three is the recruit (laughs) a show i'd never heard of starring noah centineo yeah who's it's literally a um, show where for the entire series he's reading a little life live on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Well, no Centineo can read. We've cleared that up. He loves to read. And this is Who Weekly. And this is Who Weekly. And Austin Butler hosted SNL. And I gotta say, as much as I liked Elvis and I liked Austin Butler as Elvis, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I turned yeah. on his monologue and I was like, I know he's going to say something sweet about his late mother. I know that we like Austin Butler now, but, and I know he talked about his voice sounding like Elvis perpetually. I can't listen to him anymore. There's something yeah. so disarming about the way that he speaks and presents himself as Austin Butler by way of Elvis. I, I do want to address something. There's There's people out there who say that ever since I played Elvis, my voice has changed. That, uh, that it got deeper, <laughs> more Elvisy. Uh, but that's not true. I've always sounded like this, and I can prove it. Here's a clip from an interview I did 10 years ago. 
How excited are you to be Sebastian on The Carrie Diary? I'm really excited. It's, it's been a great experience so far. I mean, do you think that he Elvised too hard for you and the performance was just that good where now he's forever tainted by being Elvis and you could only see him as that like capsule of Elvis? That might be the case. I wish I were exaggerating. I think he did too good of a job for you. Maybe. I think so. I think that could be it. What's going to happen when you see him in Dune? It's going to be tough because I do like the Dune movie, the first one. And so I'm very excited to see the new Dune. But I'm a little worried that Elvis, excuse me, Austin Butler is going to distract me. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly still a who. That's kind of why we're discussing him. So I do think that this is none of this is elevating to the point yet where I feel like he is theming. Mm -mm. To be clear, maybe if he wins an Oscar. Or if he gets nominated for an Oscar, we're getting closer. But he still very much feels like a who. I don't know if the Oscar can even do it, but, you know, he is Elvis. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because the not hot and hot chain smoker appeared at a Costco in must have been Los Angeles, promoting their new alcohol that we've talked about, Haha Tequila, at an in-store signing. So they signed bottles. So they stood there awkwardly in Costco name tags, hawking their tequila brand. As Timmy found out, which I couldn't find this anywhere, but good on him, he found out that regularly those bottles are $24.99 at Costco. But during the signing, they were only $19.99. That's a steal. I don't know where he found this information, but Timmy found the information. <laughs> Can I just go buy the tequila and not actually have to speak to the chain smokers? Like that to me would be the barrier of entry. I'd be like, I, that would be so funny if you I would just love walked past them. That the tequila is on sale today, but I just don't want to discuss that with the chain smokers. You know, I don't want to make small talk with a chain smoker. Do you want your bottle signed? No. <laughs> I do think it's kind of a cute thing to randomly be at a Costco because we're like being rude when it's the chain smokers. But it also Brian Cranston and what's his face went Aaron, Aaron whatever. Paul. And like, mm -hmm. that's charming. You know what I mean? Like, it th that's kind of funny to me. Everyone I think knows at a fundamental level that like celebrity alcohol brands, they're not really doing anything. They're not growing the agave. They're not putting it into the bottles. But, like, this is the work that they can do. So when you see them doing the work, it's nice. It's like, okay, at least you're doing something. Because I know otherwise all you would have done is slapped your name on it. Well, that is their only job in terms of this product is selling right. it, is marketing. Selling it. So, like, they will argue that they were involved in any creative process. They will argue that they were involved in picking out, I don't know, whatever, the taste. Oh, can you make it like this? Oh, can you make it like this? But the truth really is, is that like what they're involved with is liking the product eventually or liking a version of the product. Like, oh, I like tequila. Oh, uh -huh. I like rum. Oh, I like whatever. And then selling it so they can exactly. make money off of the brand name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like seeing them put in the work. Like, I like seeing Vanessa Hudgens at a grocery store selling the cactus water, even though she didn't have any part in growing the cactus or turning the cactus into water, you know? Mm -hmm. 50 Cent went to a hy in the Midwest, and he signed bottles of his whatever it was, cognac. God bless. Do what you can to sell your, to sell your booze. I know that everyone's talking about Avatar The Way of Water. I know that you saw it already. You had a tough experience in those moving chairs. <laughs> But another movie that everyone's talking about that I didn't realize everyone was talking about is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which I didn't even know existed until last week. And I didn't know that it was 
the third in the series. I didn't know that the critics loved it. I didn't know that Salma Hayek and Antonio Banderas were still in these movies. Is this your headline? Maybe we can talk about like the Puss in Boots sequel or is this Timmy? <laughs> oh, no, I wrote that. Oh, okay. Well, I've been wanting to talk about Harvey Guillen because he's the star of What We Do in the Shadows for a while. But I know, which I like, don't watch, so I really can't contribute to this, to be honest with you. You're familiar with the show, though. He's the human in the show. So they're all vampires, and he's like, he's the human. Wait, he's the human? He's not a cat? Oh, sorry, that's Puss in Boots. He is a cat <laughs> in Puss in Boots. I think he's a dog in Puss in Boots, actually. No, he's a cat. He's <laughs> no, a cat. he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a cat. He's a therapy dog to Puss in Boots. I don't know where this is from, but this paragraph calls him the Tritagonist and puts in Puss in Boots the last wish. First of all, protagonist them, Tritagonist too, for sure. I never see the word Tritagonist. I love it. So you're telling me that this guy, Harvey, is Mm -hmm. an actor and he's buzzy because he's on What We Do in the Shadows. Yes, and he's the And he's gay. And he's gay. Uh huh. And he is also in the only movie to go up against Avatar that even dares to go up against Avatar. <laughs> that even Avatar, dares. Counter programming. Uh, I wish I could have seen another movie. I wish I could have seen Puss in Boots. I should have gone to see Puss in Boots instead. And he plays a dog. He plays a dog. He plays a therapy dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two Puss in Boots, still played by Antonio Banderas. I don't know who Salma Hayek plays in this movie, but she's in it because they're getting all of the themy. Like, they're doing all these red carpet events looking incredibly sexy, but it's for Puss in Boots 3, The Last Wish. Well, they have to. Who else is going to sell Puss in Again, they're putting in the work. Yeah. No, it's true. So Harvey Guillen is the star of What We Do in the Shadows. He's been on for four seasons. Yeah. Why do you find him buzzy? Why do you find, why do you find this as, tell me. I mean, first of all, I'm always going to default to being a fan of a new gay actor that I've heard of. And now he's been on a show that I've watched for four seasons. But I feel like he's kind of hitting critical mass or something. It now feels like more and more people are watching it and talking about it because it is on FX. It doesn't feel necessarily buzzy, but it feels really popular. And I've been seeing more and more headlines about Harvey, which makes me think more people are watching the show. Also, he just got his first Critics' Choice Awards nomination, which makes him the first queer Latinx person to be nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy at the Critics' Choice Awards. Wow. So he's just getting more attention. Yeah. Also, voice acting stuff I feel is incredibly lucrative. And gives you a lot of attention, kind of more than you think. In a way, but people still don't know what you look like or anything like that, right? It's not like a path to themdom, but you're right. Like, it is a powerful place to be the tritagonist in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. He's the tritagonist. He's the therapy dog to Puss in Boots. So that means he's the third protagonist? He's third build? Yes, he's the third lead vocalist. Mm -hmm. He's the Michelle. He's... (laughs) He's the Michelle Williams He's the in Michelle. Puss in Boots. Okay, got exactly. it. Exactly. Thank you for Michelle. putting it in terms I understand. You're very welcome. I think I know you well enough to know you wouldn't like the show, and I don't even think you should watch it, but he is great on it. No, I'm not. But I'm like, if he appears in something else, I'm seeing kind of like, you know, he wrote he wrote about his coming out story in Esquire. Like he wrote in it, Esquire. you know, this, this essay, person. essentially. And yeah. then he was interviewed by Esquire. And he just got a W Magazine profile as well, which, this is really funny to me, it happens to everyone, even character actors in little FX shows about vampires. Guess what? He's going into the superhero world because he's going to be in a DC Universe movie called Blue Beetle. Never heard of her. But like okay. animated. Animated? Well, no, that's live action. Then he's going to be in an animated one giving his voice to a Harley Quinn show. Okay. 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 It, it sort of bums me out that they're... I mean, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for every, you know, working actor who gets the opportunity and paycheck of a lifetime when they step into DC or Marvel. But it's also sort of like, 
the moment you get like an, a modicum of success, DC and Marvel come knocking at your door. And it must be so hard to say no. And like literally you cannot say no because then you like yeah. buy a house with that money and then yeah. you figure out the next step. It seems like staying behind, like doing doing voice acting and kind of still being on this niche or show, Harvey might not be so, so, so fast. Like he's up and coming, but like I don't know how fast he's coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how fast he's coming. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I just think Harvey is the best and that show has like four of the funniest people on television and he is one of them and I love it so much. So it's fun to see him everywhere these days. Even if he's a dog. <laughs> I am Puss in Boots. What's a Puss in Boots? Seriously? Kitty soft paws. Kitty soft paws. Is he deranged? I've been called dog, bad dog, rat face, butt nugget, for brains. Yep. Really briefly before we get to what is absolutely my favorite story of the week, here's a great headline from the Daily Mail. Yes, they're sisters. Gwen Stefani, 53, shares rare picture with her sibling Jill to wish her happy birthday. Colon, quote, love you, sissy. This gagged me because you know we love a rare sibling, like a random sibling, like um, mm-hmm. like like Giselle's sister Patricia, mm-hmm. you know, Boonkin, Patty. Boonskin, yeah. Yeah. Patty Moon. Patty Boonkin. Patty Boonkin. Boonkin. But just the idea, the Daily Mail, the way that they word this, a rare picture with her sibling is so funny to me. Like, the sibling comes out of hiding is just so good. Like, there she is, like, Jill, her random sister, you know? Like, who knew? It's very, hi, I'm Gail, you know? Hi, I'm Jill. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jill. And then the Daily Mail, like, very much being as shady as shady as they normally are, said... The two did not look very similar, but it may just have been Gwen Stefani was wearing heavy makeup and her hair dyed blonde and Jill was makeup free with dark locks. It's funny that you cannot win when it comes to resemblance to your siblings. Like if you look like your siblings, it's like, I cannot believe the fact of genetics. And if you don't look like your sibling, it's like, "Mm, interesting. (laughs) And then eyes emoji, nothing but eyes emojis. It's true. And all the comments are like, well, there's a reason we should look like our sister. And her sister looks great. And it's like, okay, everyone, (laughs) everyone relax. There really was no reason for the Daily Mail to write about this other than to point out the physical differences. Yes, they're sisters. Yes. Yes. They're sisters. They're sisters. (laughs) Or sibling okay. Jill. Okay, thank you, Jill. <laughs> sibling Jill. I have to read this again. The two did not look very similar, but it just may have been that Gwen was wearing heavy makeup yeah. with her hair dyed blonde, and Jill was makeup free with dark locks. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Having to articulate what a difference is, like what it means to look dissimilar from someone. Mm-hmm. Well, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. you could be blonde, and they could be blue brunette. Yes, and that's why they didn't look alike. The funny thing is they kind of do look alike, which is just like, they it's, really just do. More, it's more subtle than both women look exactly like Gwen Stefani. Yeah. But they do look alike, you know? They look alike. They have the same nose. They have the same mouth. They have the same little cheek thing. They have the same eyes, you know? Jeans. Punnett Square. Thank you. I know. That's what you were getting at before when you said that's what, that's what the, the headlines do when they look alike. They're really sisters underneath it all. That's what I oh want to say at the end of God. this. All right, moving on. I have to say it was what you could call a slow news week. When I was fine tooth combing the feeds to get some of these stories, I was just, I felt like 
I wasn't going to be able to come up from air. You know, I felt like I mm-hmm. was avatar back in the way of water avatar stuck, stuck under. You'll see in uh, you'll see stuck somewhere I mean, trying to get out, trying to get air. One of my favorite things that I found this week was a tweet about Julie Chrisley from Radar. You know, like they're really yeah, slim pickings this week. That's what I'm saying. So but I did come across this headline that, you know, intrigued me. And I said, mm-hmm. where's this going? And actually, where is she going? Here's the headline. <laughs> I feel so let down. Catherine Jenkins hits out at British Airways for losing her luggage ahead of performance at the Pope's Christmas concert in Rome. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, who is that? Why is she going to Rome? How close is she to the Pope? And where the fuck is her luggage? And is she going to get it in time to perform at the Pope's Christmas concert in Rome? I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. You bet all the comments for this one were like, do you know there are stores in Rome? (laughs) (laughs) There are famously stores in Rome. Catherine Jenkins, who is this? This was for, this was Daily Mail, so it was, I assumed it was British. Turns out she's a Welsh singer. She's a Welsh singer. Mm -hmm. She's the most popular, what, classical singer in the UK? What does that even mean? The biggest selling classical act of the century? Biggest selling classical singer of the century. Over what, over where, for who, for when. I don't trust that. From Classic FM, it says, Catherine Jenkins has officially sold the most classical albums this century. She sold 2.6 million classical albums in the 21st century. Okay. Okay. She gets it. Okay. Okay. So she's a Welsh singer. She was going to Rome to perform for the Pope. And she tweeted, OMG. At British Airways, I have lost my bags again. I'm supposed to be singing tomorrow for the Pope's Christmas concert in Rome. <laughs> I feel so let down as I will not be able to perform. Please sort this out. Prayer hands. Putting prayer hands emoji in your tweet? After name dropping the Pope? Babe, call the Pope. You got a direct line. You don't need your prayer hands. Call the Pope. You want somebody to pray for you and find your luggage? Why don't you call Papa Pio or whatever? Papa Francesco has... Whoever you need to pray to on speed dial, okay? I know. You want a direct line to Jesus? Well, then I guess you should call your friend the Pope. They're buddies. No, but like even better than Jesus, if you're the Pope, I bet you can easily talk to a human on a British Airways customer service line. Oh, my God. If you're the Pope, you have like the exact like number of like, you know, the numbers to push to get to talk to somebody immediately, like in the phone tree. As if the Pope has ever picked up a phone in his goddamn life, you know? <laughs> a phone? The Pope calling customer service? I don't think so. But here's the thing. She prayed on it. She clearly let the Pope know because the yeah, concert no, happened and she wore the dress that was lost. She got that dress somehow. The dress was lost. She said it arrived 20 minutes before the, the performance, which I'm not sure I believe. Yeah, and she said the show must go on. The dress is nice. It's red. Yeah, it's a red dress. Would I wear red at the Pope at the Pope's Christmas? Oh, I guess because red is a Christmas color. It just felt like it's a little bit like yeah. ooh, scandalous, you know? But also she was in Rome. She was in Roma, and she clearly has a lot of money if she's the number one selling classical music, music artist of the twentieth of the twenty so first century. She could have bought a red dress. The other fun fact about her that cracked me up was that she was apparently, I mean, People can say what they want now that she's dead, but she was the queen's favorite singer or one of the queen's favorite singers, <laughs> which is like, okay, yeah, so I'm the queen's favorite podcaster. Like, fact check that, honey. You know, mm-hmm, you can't. Mm-hmm. She's dead. 
God, she could call the queen or the pope. Yeah, right. That's power. She That's called power. The pope. Who would you if your if your luggage was lost with British Airways? Would you call the queen or the pope? Who do you think could get it done? Oh, I'm calling the queen. You're calling the queen. Well, the British Empire and the Catholic Church famously have strong arms, so to speak. But I think I'm still calling the queen. I'm more scared of the queen, actually. Like if I were a customer service representative, I'd be I'd be more afraid of a call by the queen than a call by the pope. Oh, 100 percent. Because the pope, I'd be like, OK, I'm sure. All right. Whatever. The queen, I'm like, oh, you're going to kill me. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm dead if I don't get this bag back. Oh, you're going to steal my land. You know, like you're going to steal my stuff. <laughs> right. Like you're going to annex. Like you're going to take over. <laughs> So I found these pictures of this woman meeting the queen. Well, the Daily mm-hmm. Mail included them in the story, which was really funny. And they're, they're captioned, Royal Connection. In September, Catherine was selected to record the first version of the new royal anthem, God Save the King, pictured with the queen in 2005. And this picture is immediately the funniest photo I've ever seen in my life because it's this <laughs> beautiful woman, blonde woman who I assume is Catherine, shaking hands with what is definitely the queen, looking at her queenliness. <laughs> And, you know, in the, there's always like a line of people who are lined up to shake hands with the queen. She doesn't just shake one hand. She shanks a line of hands or else there's no point of it, you know. And it seems like they're all performers of different sorts because mm-hmm. right next to Catherine are lined up, ready to go. The three blue men, three blue men, like of the blue men group. So in just the background glistening. of this woman's photo with the queen, probably like a and a cherished heirloom, you know, she's the talk queen. to your one life of, moment. She's one of the queen's favorite singers. She gets a picture shaking hands with the queen. And guess what? Who's in the background? Three bald headed, dome headed blue men staring into space, waiting to shake. I hope their hands aren't blue because they're not they don't need to get blue on that glove. How does it work? Are they wet? They look wet. Very wet. I think they're dry, but they look very wet. If you touch a blue man's head, does it is it tacky? That seems like not like a realistic, that seems not a good idea, you know? Like if the blue men came into my apartment, would suddenly they, would their heads be covered in cat hair? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> oh my God, ew. Oh my God, ew. I just. Oh. You know what I'm talking just, about? Yeah, no, you just like. If Avatar 4DX doesn't make me row up, this will. <laughs> Anyways, I just thought that photo, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll share it with you elsewhere. It's a very good photo. Yeah. Not to be rude, but she kind of has a boring personal life. Which I guess isn't that surprising given sure. her Most genre of music. Yeah. Right. But the first line of her personal life section on Wikipedia is really funny. I've never seen this before. Jenkins is a Christian and says that she believes in heaven. <laughs> Just so you know. Just so you know. What else is there? What other personal things could there be? I've never seen someone's belief in heaven listed in their personal life section of wikipedia just well, it's also like you know give me f- five fun facts about you where you're from you know your favorite food is de- those are all boring things mm-hmm. i want to know do you believe in heaven lead with it so we know where to go you know i know exactly what you mean singers we'll go from the queen's favorite singer to some queen you know's favorite singers some queen, some queen. <laughs> did you know i came across this and did a little did a little oh, oh, 
which actually says everything you need to know about me. Ruben and Clay are reuniting for a tour. Does that mean anything to anyone anymore? They're playing on my birthday in New York City, but they're also playing on 420 on Long Island, which is hilarious. You go to both. I could. I could become a Clay Ruben groupie. So does Ruben and Clay, do those names mean anything to anyone? Is that a really, is that a specific, is that like too specific? I mean, clearly they're big enough to go on a tour together, but I got to say these venues, they're not big enough where I'm like, when our powers combine, we can play an arena. It's like, no, when our powers combine, we can still play like a relatively small and, uh, you know. They can play small venues all over the place, though. They definitely could. All in any town in America, I think. Like, I think this is inspired. And I think you asked, does this name mean anything to people? Yes. The little micro niche of people these names mean stuff to in 2022 are dedicated, passionate Clay Rubin fans. No, I do. And I and I like that they always, this is not the first time they've teamed up to do something in the public eye. I do like that they always come back together. You know what I mean? That's and this sweet. makes me think, if Kelly Clarkson wasn't like a literal mega superstar, would she and Justin Guarini be like getting together once every like three years to do something weird, you know? Yeah. So Rubin Stuttered and Clay Aiken are touring right now kind of the Northeastern Corridor in the spring. Wait, if you don't know what we're talking about, this is the winner and the runner-up of American Idol. What year? 2003. The first five years of American Idol, the winners and like the runner-ups, it was a different time in that they actually mattered. You know, these people were the center of culture for like Ruben and Clay, like who was going to win was such a thing. It was. Remember? Paula Abdul was still on the show. This was the second season of American Idol. We already crowned Kelly Clarkson American Idol, and she we became did. a megastar. So the the expectations were high on the second season. And we said, one of these men is going to be an A-lister. So we have to decide who. And they were both very well-liked as well, you know? So they that's why it was well such a... They were both very well-liked. Yes, that's true. That's why it was such a big deal at the end. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Ruben won. Clay got second place. Neither of them became superstars, but no. they've both been consistently kind of performing ever since. They're a nostalgic act in the finest yeah. sense. Yeah. For yeah. American Idol and like themselves. Yeah, it's true. And Ruben's released so many albums. He's prolific, like, yeah. He's prolific. He's released so many. He sings a lot of gospel music. And Didn't he Clay released, like, run for office? He ran for the Democratic. No, he ran for a House seat in the Democratic primary in 2022. He did, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He didn't win the primary. He was third well, place in the primary. Clearly, because he's on tour with Ruben Sutter now. Come on. Yeah. You know. So Ruben Sutter, like, has won a lot of awards, like, and been nominated for a lot of Grammys for his gospel music. And then Clay Aiken, I don't know that he's quite as prolific or as award-winning, but he's still releasing music. Mm-hmm. I think Clay Aiken kind of, the fame bug, sort of bit him a little more than it bit Ruben. Like, Ruben was very much like, I want to be a singer. I'm a singer. I'm going to use this as a springboard for my singing career. And, and Clay, Clay was like, I want to act. Doing I want to be an activist. And yeah. kind of flopped at most of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And now they've realized that, like, together they are more powerful than... They really are. And they must, like, be able to put up with each other, which is nice. That's kind of, impl- that's what implies that's, to me, that they can put well, up with each other. That's the thing that I find sweetest. They might even like each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can do this with someone you don't like. (laughs) You know? No, 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 no. I'm just glad they're singing and not starting a podcast. We can't take that type of competition. (laughs) Looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that 
you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without dishwasher. a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want. And Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and, and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love C B distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Bobby, what is this? Okay. This tweet made me laugh. I think I saw this when I was in bed, like either right when I woke up or right before I went to sleep. And it's the combination of the tweet, the source, and the photo. And it's a photo of Julie Chrisley looking, I don't know how else to describe her other than triumphant, looking absolutely triumphant, posing, hands up, saying, what do you think about me? I mean, you know, this is not a not a recent photo. No, it's not a recent photo. And the tweet is, prison life will be a breeze for Julie Chrisley. If she has her way. And I'm like, isn't that the goal of anyone who's going to prison for it to be a breeze? (laughs) Like, if she has her way, won't prison life be a breeze? Like, is that really that surprising of a sentiment? You're saying, like, nobody goes to prison being like, it's not going to go my way. You know what I mean? No one is, like, hoping that it doesn't go their way. Prison life will suck ass for Julie Chrisley if she has her way. Like, no, the alternative is just impossible. Yes. And then I read this thing, and the story is... This is from Radar. Radar, yes. Yeah. So like the sleaziest, the trashiest, the dumpiest of the dumpiest. Sure, but we don't, you know, we don't check in with them as much. And sometimes they got some funny stuff. Their sources are like some real OGs, you know? Yes. You have people who are like willing to make phone calls. You get fun quotes. Well, but also like 
radar and to some extent TMZ, they're the ones calling prison guards. You know, they're calling like the, you know, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're deeply sourced in a way that makes you feel deeply uncomfortable, as I would say, you know? They're calling prison guards. They're calling dirtbag lawyers. They're calling mm -hmm. whoever they can get a phone number for. Mm -hmm. And so this headline is Julie Chrisley hopes to serve time at low security prison offering yoga classes and baking sessions. Yes. And then it says, Julie will be required. This is based on the sources they've spoken to. Julie mm -hmm. will be required to wake up every day at 6 a.m. to make her bed. She'll also be required to hold down a prison job, like scrubbing toilets, folding laundry, or working in the kitchen. If she's lucky, the Chrisley Knows Best star might even be able to work alongside Maxwell for a cush job in the library. Wait, so as they're in talking about Ghislaine Maxwell because she's going to the same prison. Well, she wants to go to the same prison as Ghislaine Maxwell. I'm sorry. The. Government needs to keep these women apart. <laughs> she won't be at the same prison as Todd either. Yeah, I don't care about that. They've done enough damage together. We don't need these two women coming together to be <laughs> befriend each other. No, absolutely not. Talk about a large hadron collider. Like, we do not need these two molecules smashing into each other. <laughs> you just read that profile and Ryan Adams felt a shiver go up his spine. You know, like, it's, you know, it's feud season 35. This is not good. Ryan Murphy, not you good. Mean? Ryan Adams. What did I say? Ryan Adams. Ryan oh Adams. my God! No, no, not him. Not him. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. Oh my God! No, not Ryan Adams. No. Uh, okay, <laughs> so not Ryan Adams. Ryan Murphy. RadarOnline.com can confirm that besides from being out of her cell for work periods, Julie and her new friends, Ghislaine, <laughs> will be able to play softball, flag football, and frisbee. Todd's wife will also be able to enjoy yoga classes okay let's move on to relationships there's a lot of relationships this week a lot of relationship news okay we have the first relationship news which is about craig david <laughs> an exclusive from the daily mirror exclusive singer craig david closed himself to love for 25 years after whirlwind romance age 16 can you please read the lead who's craig david first of all Monday, we're making love on Tuesday. And on Thursday, and on Friday. Okay. Americans know one of his songs, but people in the UK the Brits know like way more. a much longer, more prolific career in the Brits know way Love more. Island, obviously. Okay. But mm -hmm. here's their lead. Craig David famously met a girl on Monday, was making love by Wednesday, and was totally in the zone with her by Sunday. But what you don't know is that <laughs> it's since taken the seven-day singer an incredible 25 years to mend his broken heart after the girl walked away from him just seven days later. In extremely rare personal chat, Craig, 41, reveals how he has never been able to find love because he's too scared of getting hurt again. That's not fun. Play the song. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Play the song. <laughs> Do you know what the name of the podcast where this is from is called? No. What the name of the podcast is? It's called How to Fail. Well, I couldn't figure out whether they kept calling it exclusive and I'm like an exclusive to who? To the mirror or are they just like listening to a podcast? Because they're listening the to a podcast. Exclusive is being thrown around willy nilly and I just don't like it. When I see exclusive, like that's what I'm. That's why I clicked on this because I'm like, oh, Craig David gave like a funny exclusive to the mirror. And it's like, no, I guess he didn't. I think what this means is they got a clip before. So this is promo for the podcast. Oh, they sent them this exclusive oh, clip that. before the podcast went live. Sure. Okay. So he told some lady on her podcast that he got his heart broken at 16. And since then, he only has been working in seven day periods with women. 
like the song says. Yeah. This episode was released on December 8th, which I think was a Monday, actually. Uh-huh. No, it wasn't. Okay. What was December 8th? We actually need work. to know. You're yeah. really trying to make this work. On a Thursday, he told the podcast this story, but it wasn't until the following Saturday that they wrote about it in the mirror, and yet they called it an exclusive. That's a Craig David song. That's a confusing Craig David song. That's so fucked up. Yeah, I need a song to explain how that works, you know? Okay, he met her on Monday, took her for a drink on Tuesday, made love on Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and they chilled on Sunday. Oh, they fucked Wednesday. Th- I always forget how this song works. They met on Monday. They had a drink on Tuesday. They fucked Got Wednesday, it. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then chilled on Sunday. <laughs> like, it's not that much. It's like, seven, you know, seven days of, 12 days of Christmas. There's so much more going mm-hmm. on. Like, you're, everything is different. Each day is different. Craig David fucked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's most of the days. They, they fuck Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. They chilled on Sunday. Yeah. Like, because that's the Lord's Day, you know? They, they rested. Yeah. That's nice. They got a bagel, you know? <laughs> right. Okay, so Craig David closed off to love. No, he's open again. No, he's open again. He's open again. Jesse Metcalf and Corinne Jamie Lee Clark have broken up after more than two years of dating. Are you okay, Lindsay? <laughs> no. Are you broken hearted? No. No. I'm literally losing it. What? what? Didn't he From get the... a divorce? Didn't he just get a divorce? God, it's like it all swarms together. Swarms? All melts together. He was married to, what was her name? Cara Santana. They Ended their relationship, their engagement in January 2020, right before That's the pandemic. But we they never got this. married. Yeah, they never yeah, got like, married. Sh- and it was vaguely shady. I think she posted mm-hmm. something. It was not a great ending. No, 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 no. And then he started dating this woman, Corin Jamie Lee Clark, and now they're breaking up. Yes, they're broken up. Yeah. And they've unfollowed each other on Instagram. And who is Corinne oh, Jamie no. Lee Clark? I believe she is an actor. Okay. I was wrong. She is a model from Vancouver. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> he's kind of like in his, he's getting his Christmas movie bag. Like he's, he's lost to the, to the world of like Hallmark or whatever, you know? The Christmas movie industrial complex. Like yeah. he's attending like Christmas convention, you know, and like meeting the fans and like, you know, getting, getting amp, ample amounts of Botox so that he can continue, you know, like to star in these movies about Santa Claus, right? It's so wild to me that he was that it was twenty years ago that he was the sexy gardener on Desperate Housewives. Twenty years that's ago. That's a real that's a real gag for you, isn't it? Yeah, maybe maybe eighteen. Okay, it was two thousand four that Desperate Housewives came out, but Jesus Christ. Okay. So let's go from someone whose dating life I'm so not excited about or involved in or care about to somebody whose dating life I am so invested in for some reason. I'm just need her to find love or not I'm well, I don't here. know I'm like she is my Pete Davidson okay you know like everyone's like who is Pete Davidson dating I'm like no who is Katie Holmes dating I am obsessed she and, and her boyfriend no Bobby Wooten the third remember him he's a musician he was in him. he was in American Utopia in a bit ba- yeah he was in he was in David uh what's his face's band he's in Carly Rae Jepsen's band too he was for a little bit yeah no so they broke up after dating for eight months which is like that's a lot. That. That's oh, not okay. an insignificant amount of time. I'm just saying, like, you know, she dated Jamie Foxx secretly for, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? Right under our noses. I mean, we knew, but we just didn't talk about it. They seemed like they were going to be together for a long time. I always say that with Katie, though, because I think, oh, she's, oh, they're going to be together forever. Then they're not. You know what the thing is, though? I think that she likes her winters. She loves showing off her boyfriends, gallivanting around town. And when it gets too she cold and winters. icy and snowy, you know... She yeah. can't show it off. Maybe there's less appeal to her. 
the cognitive dissonance that it takes to stand Katie Holmes as like a New York fashion icon, dating these kind of New York famous men, loving it, restaurateurs, musicians, whatever. And then also be aware of Tom Cruise off jumping off a cliff or whatever every single day, making the biggest movies of all time still to this day. The fact that they were once together and have a child he never sees. The cognitive dissonance that it takes to hold those two thoughts in your head and live a life. It really it is. It's what it means to be human, you know? <laughs> right. Seriously. Yes. <laughs> Who else broke up? And more sad news. Jojo. Siwa. Oh, yeah. Siwa, not other Jojo. And Avery Cyrus. No relation. <laughs> no one. None of the Jojo fans seem to really like this girly. So it wasn't surprising <laughs> that she got she she broke. They broke up after three months. I mean, that's again, like no time. I don't even think we talked about them getting together. We might have. She was a TikTok girly. I think I was like, we can't talk about every time Jojo dates someone because she's young and hopefully dates lots of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she dated Avery Cyrus for three months. And when someone on TikTok said, now I just want to know why, a random follower, Avery responded and said, we decided that we are better off as friends. We are both so young and still just trying to figure our fair. stuff out. Fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. Two TikToks, people together, too much. It's a lot of energy. This story I love because it's a little bit more complicated than just two people that we know broke up. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this one has like a little bit more of a lo- of a long tail into somebody new that I didn't know about. OK. OK. So one of the things that the that publications love to write about in the UK, mostly the sun and the mirror, they love to check in it with Noel Gallagher, with the Gallagher and um, the other one, the William. other brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They love to be like, what are the Gallagher brothers up to? What are they saying? They're always still saying stuff. They love to be like, fuck you, mate. Or like whatever to whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And now that they have families. Fuck and like you, daughters and like kids, right? There's this new element to writing about them, which is that you can write about Noel Gallagher being like, fuck you, mate, to his brother or whatever, or whatever he's doing. That's always what he's doing. Or you can write about his daughter and say Noel Gallagher's daughter, blah, 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 does blah, 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 which is fascinating to me because it's like mm-hmm. the daughter's not interesting, but Noel Gallagher is still a name big enough for people that they're like, they care about the lineage of Noel Gallagher and, and uh, his brother, Liam Gallagher. Right. Right? Right. They do. Oasis was that big of a band. Or is that? They're broken up. Was that big of a band? Was. Like, very influential. Like, a major part of British culture, I think. A fixture of tabloids for, like, 25 years. Yes, of course. Because, like, all they did was fight. Yeah. So here we have an article. Uh, I love this. It's, uh, first one is, Crying Your Heart Out, which is lyrics. Love that. Noel Gallagher's daughter, Anne. Splits from long-term love, Julius Roberts. And then another headline, which cracked me up. Noel Gallagher, quote, rallying around heartbroken daughter, Anne as she splits from boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So I would not break up with Noel Gallagher's daughter, but that's just me. You know, I just, I'm, I wouldn't want that. That feels like a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah. So who is Noel Gallagher's daughter? Kind of just a random girly. She's like an artist. This guy that she broke up with, I'm reading this article and I'm cracking up. It says, their relationship started just two days before Christmas in 2019, but this festive season won't be the same for Anae Gallagher and Julius Roberts. I've been told <laughs> Noel Gallagher's daughter and the Telly Farmer ended their three-year romance quietly a few weeks ago with Anae nursing a broken heart. So I'm like, excuse me, he's a Telly Farmer? Does that mean he farms televisions or is he a farmer on the Telly? I think it probably means the latter. I mean, you never know. But you are correct. He is this guy named Julius Roberts. He became famous on Instagram when he like 
bought a farm or like inherited a farm, right? Classic. Then he got a show called A Taste of the Country, Dorset, which airs on the BBC Channel 5. or something. Yeah, something like that. It's one of the channels. So he literally is this like Instagram famous now TV host farmer. And he was dating Noel Gallagher's daughter and he's no longer. I'd never heard of him in my whole life. It's very like Brooklyn moved to the country and yeah, started like really making is. his own gelato. It's it like, really look at my like heirloom discovered tomatoes. discovered the cat skills at 23, <laughs> you know? Thanks for the house, mom and dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> living Truly. out here is lovely. Here's mm -hmm. me holding with his floppy hair, like holding a goat, literally. He's, <laughs> he's very cute. No, he's very cute. He's very cute. He's out here making mayonnaise by hand, being like, here's how you make mayonnaise by hand. I picked the garlic. I picked this. I picked that. I've got a beautiful shoulder of Welsh lamb here. And I'm gonna show you how to slow cook it to perfection until it is so tender that you can carve it with a spoon. There's just something so like, just this specific type of guy on the farm being like, isn't it so great? It's like, yeah, I'm sure it is really great for you. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's really easy for you out in the country. Wow, someone sounds a little resentful of the telly farmer. The telly farmer, Julius Roberts. Somebody is Team Gallagher in this one. I think I am. This guy is turning me into an old. I just feel like a bunch <laughs> of soccer hooligans are about to get ransack this guy's farm and burn it to the ground. I just feel like Noel pilled when I look at this Julius Roberts guy. <laughs> Noel pilled? Also, I've been told Noel Gallagher's daughter and the Telly Farmer ended their three-year romance. That's either... Part of you is like, okay, well, that's definitely from the source. That's either from Anae or Julius. But the other part of me is like, that could be from Noel. Noel probably has these people on speed dial, you know? I mean, is Noel Gallagher, like, engaging, like, calling the tabloids? I don't know if I see that, but I do feel like I wouldn't be surprised if somebody from his camp or what, or something, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it's coming from that zone. Yeah. Tim Robbins has a new girlfriend, and that girlfriend is a movie director, and her name is Reed Morano, and... Apparently they've been together for a while, but we've never talked about it. And we yeah, didn't know this was happening. I don't think this is new. I don't think this is new. I just think people didn't care, which is like what you want. Exactly. This is the second time this has now happened with, with Tim Robbins. Think about it. Remember right. when he, he was, broke like, up with his wife or whatever, last wife, his last, or no, he, yeah, he got a divorce and no one even knew wife. he was married. Graziella. Yeah. yeah. Graziella. Graziella Brancusi. Yeah. She was like 30 years younger than him. He was married to her for like a good amount, a significant amount of time. They got a divorce. And then when they got a divorce, we found out that he was married, meaning no one cared. The people who did care, like didn't even care to share it. Mm -hmm. And like she wasn't really a thing, wasn't even maybe worth reporting about or something until the divorce papers or see, that's what's so confusing. I think we had this exact conversation at the time. Like, mm -hmm. OK, like, all right. Is Tim Robbins a them? Mm. We, this mm. is the other. Yeah, this this we had this mm. conversation then, too. Yes, but also like, no. No, I think no. And I think I'm veering no. You're veering no. You're veering I'm no. I'm veering no. Just he's in a couple iconic movies mm -hmm. that mean a lot to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But as a personality, does he really exist outside of those movies? Not really. Mm -hmm. Only as the longtime partner of Susan Sarandon, you know? Yeah. And is he genetically responsible for Eva Murray Martino? No. 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 So why do I give a shit? Why do no. I give a shit? No. You didn't give Eva any of your genes. Some other guy did. And let's be honest, Susan is responsible for 90% of those genes let's anyway. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Susan's genes will 
win a knockout fight with any man's sperm. Let's be honest. That egg is taking care of business. Did you, wait, did you see that um, her show was canceled? Who's? Oh, Monarch? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, got canceled. I mean, I only watched the first episode and she dies at the end of the the finale. So, like, I I wasn't going to watch anymore. They big skied her. Remember when they killed in the first episode of this series that they were like promoting that he was on? I forgot about that until someone reminded me of it recently. Yeah, they big skied her. That was the first time they did that, but then they keep doing it because it happened to her. It happened to um, it happened to in the show. It happened to. Oh, she dies in a pilot of a show. Uh huh. Doesn't Chloe Grace Moretz die in the first five minutes of Peripheral? <laughs> I wish. No, she's in it the whole time. No, she's. You have to bleep these all out, by the way, because I feel like they're spoilers, so you can bleep them. Okay. Anyways, Tim Robbins is now being loved up, being pictured loved up with mm-hmm. this director Reed Morano, who is most known for. Her work on The Handmaid's Tale. The Handmaid's Tale. Pretty sure. As well as some other stuff outside of that. I think she also like did some movies. She was the cinematographer on some some of Lemonade. You know, like she was a cinematographer on a lot of episodes of Looking. You know, Mm -hmm. like it the Mm -hmm. now. But she has a very a robust career as a TV director as well. Wow. I just noticed something. Do you know that Reed Ora is in the lead image on the Daily Mail? Their TV and showbiz headline photo has uh, Posh, Posh Posh Beckham. Adele, Kim, and Rita. She's like A-list Daily Mail now. What? That's crazy. They're Damn. like using her to like, they're like, the stars are here and one is Rita. Wow. That's crazy. Sorry, that's crazy. The other movie that Reed directed that I've seen, because Reed has directed a lot of television and then she's directed a high profile feature, Lindsay. A high profile mm-hmm. feature film. Yeah, I think I did know this. She also directed a, a movie starring Olivia Wilde, which is why their friends Olivia Wilde's in all of her comments. But she directed the Blake Lively flop, the iconic pre-pandemic Blake Lively flop, January 2020, the rhythm section. I watched that during the pandemic. I remember this. And I remember everyone being like really rallying behind that movie and her. And then it was like no one actually like talked about the movie after it came out, kind of. Well, here's the like, thing about the movie. Well-directed. Oh. Well-directed. Really? Dumb, though. Yeah. I never saw it. It's a well-directed movie. It's a pretty movie. Good performances in the movie. Jude Law's in it. It's like, but the movie sucks. So you would be, you would literally say, even without, like, you're not just saying that because we're talking about this woman now. No. You would say back at that time you saw that movie and said, this movie's like well-directed, but it's so bad. It's well-made. It's one of those movies that is all the more frustrating because it is well-made. Mm. And it's like so deeply stupid and forgettable. Wow. Yeah. Reed Morano. Fascinating. That's a talent. Well, she's dating Tim Robbins. She's dating Tim Robbins. And the funny thing is that we were talking about how this is, people knew about this, but no one really cared. And we just found out about this for the first week. Like in this Daily Mail story, it'll say stuff like, the outing marks the first time the pair has been snapped in public, but Reed has been sharing loved up snaps with the actor since May 2022. And it says on May 31st, Reed posted a snap of herself kissing Robbins, captioned, ready for summer vacation. And then you go to her Instagram and there she is kissing Tim Robbins and no one cared. And it's filled with celebrity comments. I just think it's very, like everyone knew. But it's like the Daily Mail now is like, okay, we're gonna write about this. We have some photos of them. We got some photos of them leaving the theater. We'll write about it now. Olivia Wilde posting a caption on a photo of Reed Morano and Tim Robbins kissing. My favorites. <laughs> those are your favorites? favorites? Your favorites are Tim Robbins and Reed Morano? What a life if those are your favorites. Those are our favorites. You don't know what our favorites are. Then we have uh, not a breakup, not a coupling, not a red carpet debut, but it Dead to happened. Me. 
It never happened. It never happened. Vinny Guadagnino, Luca Guadagnino's third cousin, Just and Gabby kidding. Wendy are dead to each other, or at least he's dead to her. Yeah, well, because these two had a literal 15 minutes for fame fight to the finish where they flirted with each other over Instagram. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the audience said, are they dating? And then it just got dragged on and on and on. And now she's like, all right, we're ending this. We're ending this game. He's dead. He's dead to me. This all stems from their joint appearance on Dancing with the Stars. This is so funny. She said, you guys need to ask him. He's so dead to me because he hasn't been doing any press. And I have. <laughs> She's like, she's like, I'm putting in the fucking, I'm pounding the pavement out here, like talking to you idiots. And he's not even doing any of this press anymore for the Dancing with the Stars 2023 live tour. And I'm just sick of talking about it. So talk to fucking him. I'm like, she said, I'm like dealing with all these questions, but he's the one who started it. Yeah. He's the one who like yeah. flirted with her. And then she just flirted yeah. back, I guess. She's a bachelorette. Right, 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 right. She was on The Bachelor. It is funny to really break the fourth wall and be like, I'm doing all the work answering your like lying to you about our non-existent relationship that I think he needs to step it up. Right. It's like the people who are doing this Dancing with the Stars Live 23 2023 tour are Gabby Wendy, Daniel Durant, Charlie D'Amelio, Heidi D'Amelio, sure. and Vinny sure. Guadagnino. And she's oh, like, God. I'm pulling all the weight here. The D'Amelios aren't doing shit. You know, Vinny's God knows where. I'm answering all the questions. This sucks. Right. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay, Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? I have to read this headline. Okay, you read it. (laughs) Rita Ora flashes her washboard abs in a tiny white crop top and denim skirt as she joins Sienna Miller for pal Josephine de la Bohm's star-studded baby shower in Knightsbridge. Okay. Oh my God. What'd you do last weekend? Well, I flashed my washboard abs in a tiny white crop top and denim skirt as I joined Sienna Miller for her pal Josephine de la Bohm's star-studded baby shower in Knightsbridge. I gotta say, I don't love the idea of flashing your your washboard abs at somebody else's baby shower. Like, give it a rest. (laughs) Give it a rest. Give it a rest. The conceit of the show, Lindsay, that we're hosting right now is that she doesn't give it a rest. Rita Ora never gives it a rest. I know. If Rita Ora gave it a rest, like, I'd be out of a job. So Rita Ora (laughs) should never give it a rest. Never give it a rest. You have to work 20 hours a day. I know. She really does. Showing up to her friend's friend's baby shower (laughs) with her washboard abs out on display. Just literally, like, eat these up, bitches. (laughs) Look at the photos of... Sienna Miller and her friend, who is that woman that she's with? Is that Josephine de la Baum? I'm not sure who the woman Sienna Miller is posing no with, but idea. look at but look at the way Sienna Miller and this woman are posed. We go look. And what they're wearing. Yeah. What they're wearing. What they're wearing. Two yeah. fur or shearling coats. Two uh-huh. big coats. Uh-huh. Covered legs. Uh-huh. Covered legs. Yeah, this is cold. how Rita It's winter. And this is how Rita Ora showed up to the exact same party. Oh, I love her. Oh, my God. Coat's <laughs> barely on. Jeans are down at the pussy line. <laughs> I don't know what to call that. Je- jeans are down right before vagina starts. Ab crack out. A sweater, but doesn't cover the belly. Just covers right over the boobies. She's incredible. 
That sweater is less helpful than a vest. That sweater is not doing anything. I say to Rita, hey, Rita, it's winter. Get some winter clothes. And then she posts this that inspired this headline. A brilliant, a brilliant disguise. Brilliant brilliant disguise. Brilliant disguise. (laughs) A-list singer, which, okay. (laughs) Wraps up in a balaclava teamed with a racy miniskirt and suspenders. So can you guess who it is? Babe, I knew it was Rita, but if you're going to say A-list singer, no one's going to guess Rita Ora. Like, I'm sorry, they're just not. You told Rita to cover up. You said it's winter, Rita. Get a winter outfit. And she put on... Orange platform <laughs> boots with thigh highs with the thigh exposed, thigh high socks with the top of the thigh exposed, a black skirt, a, a black mini skirt, jacket, a really long scarf, balaclava, and sunglasses. And she said, Bitch, I'm warm. To be fair, I think a lot of this is wool. It's just small. <laughs> I love her. It's like winter wear for the equator. It's, it's really it's, iconic. It's like it's winter wear for somebody who's never, who doesn't really know the concept of winter. Hallmark movie stars are gasping at the display. <laughs> this is one of her, I would say, top five outfits of all time. Of this all winter time? Look. I'd say of all time. But like, obviously, number one was that confusing shirt. <laughs> the confusing shirt is number one. And this is maybe anywhere between two and five. But everyone really, I think the problem with this thing, this this outfit for me is that she knows it's ridiculous. So it's like there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a knowing wink to this, like a wink wink as to like, I'm kooky, like I'm dressed crazy, you know, versus mm-hmm. going to this baby shower in freezing cold temps with like a, with like a crop, you know, with your stomach fully exposed crop top. I'm like freezing for the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. Make sure we get a picture of the ab crack is like classic Rita, like very, very earnestly. Yeah. you know dressed speaking of kind of typical rita things she also got this headline hot right now rita aura gets gems on her teeth as she reveals her dazzling gnashers <laughs> i can't love that well that's Nashers. the thing rita loves rita loves putting gems on her teeth she's been doing yeah, this for a couple of years now and the brits love calling teeth gnashers that's fun <laughs> i think that's so fun gnashers okay, okay we're done <laughs> thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary track. Oh, we're going to do a commentary this next weekend for a holiday movie. You can also get the audio only within the Apple Podcast app. Just click subscribe at the top of the feed. What else? Call in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show, Who's There? And we'll see you on Friday. Bye, everyone. Bye.